you guys got your Bibles, turn to the book of Genesis. We're going to go old school today. All right, tell your neighbor, old school. Old school. We're going to go to the Old Testament. Not saying that the Old Testament is old, but it's the original first um, covenant that God makes with man. And we get there through the last, if you're new, the last three weeks we've been going through a new series entitled Kingdom Builders, okay? And we've learned three things, concepts, and principles that we have been going after. And the first principle, anybody remember what it was, that truth? Gather. Yeah, you guys all remember that, right? Every one of you. Say gather. Yeah. Right? And, and then last week, because Kyle Marcus is such a great preacher, you remember the second component, component which is? Hey, give yourself a hand. Yeah. My Kaino. And today, we're going to talk about the final component of our series, and it means to go. All right, the word go. Say go. Go. A perfect example is Heleon Bus Stop. Anybody been to Heleon Bus Stop, right? The word Hele means to what? Go, to move forward, to keep going. And I want us to see everybody has heard the great commission, right? In Matthew chapter 28, where it says, go make what? Disciples in every or all nations, all right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, as you read the word go out of the Greek translation, it's not just the word go. There's actually plural phrase to it, and it really means as you go. So it's not just you telling you, you know, commanding you simply just to go, but the command is as you go. So as you go to work, as you go home, as you go to your community, as you go into whatever you're involved in, make disciples, right? I think a lot of time, the only time we have church, the only time we put our Christian masks on is on Sundays. And that's not what the go means. Go means as you go. Every moment of your life, as you go as followers of Jesus, make disciples, meaning make much of Christ, make much of Jesus. Everything that you are should reflect the person and lordship of who Jesus is. Say, Kaho, I'm with you. Even if you're not with me, you're with me, okay? All right, we got it, we got it. Some of you came in with some masks that is like whole. You've, you've dealt with the devil this week. Can I get a witness, right? Like, like, I dealt with the devil this week. We've all dealt with the devil. That does not give us an excuse to stop. Okay? Uh, when, when he says, go, as you go, make disciples. Listen to me. Our goal is not to build a big mega church. Oh, if that happens, amen, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to go and make disciples. And I want, I want us to go old school, okay? I want us to go to the first book of the Bible we call Genesis. And in chapter 12, we see God uniquely elects a man by the name of Abram. All right? Now, there's nothing good in Abram. There's nothing fancy about Abram. God didn't pick Abram because he was, like, going to be this quality uh, president of Israel or king of Israel. There's nothing good. He was a simple man, just like you and me. And ladies, we were just simple average Joe. And God picked him simply, you got to understand this, not by any quality of himself, 
but quality of God in him. God does not pick you because of the education you have. God does not pick you because of the status you have. God simply picks you because of the quality of him in man. There is nothing apart from God that God would pick you. Oh, Kahuzi, you're a good running back coach. Uh-uh. Okahu Marcus, you're one of the best sound guys in the world. We know that's a lie from the devil, right? <laughs> Can I get a witness, right? That is not God. Listen to me. God picks you because he sees his son in you. You want to run sound? He sees his son in you running sound. You know, sometimes we get quiet sometimes in the church and all that. You know, depending on the mood of Kahuzike, sometimes, you know, we acquire. I guess some people that like sing in the choir, but may not have the proper tone, right, pitch. They may bend a lot, but no bend back to the right pitch, right? And uh, you guys all laugh, that may be one of you in this room. I'm not judging, okay? No, I am, okay? And so, so we say, hey, if you like join the choir, Hawaiian, all right, all you got to do is love Jesus, Amen. That's the only qualification, but we're going to put you away from the microphone, Hawaiian. <laughs> right, right, and all that. So, like, like God, does not, God does not pick you because there's anything good in you. In fact, the word says in Isaiah that you are completely unrighteous. You are unrighteous. There's no one righteous but one, and that is God. And so the righteous God goes old school in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 12, he drops a bomb on this man named Abram. We pick up in Genesis 12, and we see those simple two letters in our English alphabet that makes the word go. If you're in Genesis chapter 12, would you stand with me in the reading of God's word? Because for the last three weeks, we've been reading, we've been doing something different. As you can see, we're not using our stage Right now, we, were, we kicked off a new campaign for our church for the next three years called Building for the Future. Uh, it's a three-year journey, spiritual journey, that we believe is a 50-year plan for the islands and the nations of the earth. And so we believe everybody comes with commonality, and it's sin. Can I get a witness, right? We all have sin, and the only thing that we can keep our eyes on is what Jesus atoned for us, which is the cross. And so we lay, we, we said, since we're starting this building for the future journey, we're going to start together on one level, the cross. Man, if you ever leave Ohana Church and, and no matter how funny or how exegetical, expository your, the preacher is, if he does not talk about the cross of Jesus Christ or she does not talk about the cross of Jesus Christ, let it be known that you may not want to be in fellowship in that church. We want to make sure at Ohana Church that the name of Ohana Church is less than the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus matters tremendously, all right? And so as we look at the cross today, in the reading of God's word, I want you to see this, this Hawaiian word, hele, right? In how the Hebrew out of the English is read. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, what? Go. Say it louder. What? Go. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that what? I will show you. Remember that whole verse. And I will make of you a great nation. 
And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a, say that big word with me, blessing. blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Come on, Hawaiians. And him who dishonors you, help me out, I will curse. God is no joke. Can I get a witness, right? And in you, all the ohana, ohana of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Jesus, thank you for your blessed word. God, we, your word is ono. It's delicious, God. And if, if someone in this room whether has a spirit that's not allowing them to experience this delicious word, Lord, would you honey them right now? Love on them, hug them, fill them with you, Jesus. In your name we pray, and God's ohana says, Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I want you to see a pretty, what I would say, a normal word the last three weeks. And that normal word is the word blessed, right? We learned a few weeks ago in the Hebrew language, the word blessed is the word barak. All right, it's not Barack Obama, okay? So some of you Republicans can be happy. I saw that it's not. Now, some of you Democrats may be mad that it doesn't mean that, right? But the reality, to, to be blessed, it means to, to be completely favored. Oh, some of you are dead. Can, let me, can I, I say that again? I grew up, I know we're a Baptist church, but I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and we talk back to each other. Can you guys talk back to me this morning? Okay, all right, listen to me. To be barak, to be barak, to be blessed means you're highly favored. You're highly favored. Even in all your crap, opala, junk, pilakia, you are highly favored. God loves you the way he loves his son. And God tells this random brother named Abram, we don't see the context of what happens outside of Abram just belonging to a generational of people in the earlier chapter. He just said, brother man, go. We don't see no uh, context if he fought God on this calling. We just see that he went. You know why? Because he was blessed. He was highly favored. What he knew of himself and his God he believed, he received, and he moved on. I told our football boys yesterday, I'm the character coach as well as the running backs coach, and I, and I get to share with them my thoughts during the week. And one thing I learned from another pastor, he says, what you think you will do. So if you tell yourself you're not going to score, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to score. If you tell yourself that you cannot break this tackle, you cannot break this tackle. But when the, when the people of God realize that they're highly favored by God, can I get a witness, right? When the people of God realize they're highly favored by God, then what you think of God will translate to how you live for God. Period, Jack. You cannot say that you follow Jesus but then you cannot believe what he said. Some of you have financial problems, have relationship problems. What you think you will do. I have financial problems. Well, I believe God, you're going to fix that for me. You're going to teach me how to budget. Can I get a witness there? Like, like the budgeting, not just going to come out of heaven, but it can if you wanted to. But I believe this. When it comes to finances, all right, God supplies for his people when his people honor him with their budget. 
We don't have giving issues in this church. We have heart issues in this church. Sin separates us from that. And God tells Abraham, man, go. And then it would be like God just to tell Abraham, I'm not going to tell you where you're going to go. You're just going to leave your people. And in time, I will show you where you're going to go. Some of you are like, man, I'm at a workplace. God told me to go there. But, man, I don't feel like God told me this. Listen to me. In your suffering, that's the best place you can be because your suffering points you to your desperate need for Jesus. The only one that can move you forward. And you got to understand, later on in the text, we find out where Abraham gone. Abraham went to the land of the Canaanites. Are you with me? Say I'm with you, Kao, even if you're not with me, all right? And we see three things out of this text. Number one, when God calls, we follow. When God calls, we follow. God calls Abraham. God tells him where to go. He leaves his home place, right? I know what it means to leave my kanaka, right, to leave the aina. I was gone in the mainland for like 12 years. I know what it means to go to a different culture. Some of you have moved here from different contexts and cultures. You have to adjust and all that. It wasn't normal for you. It's the reality. God told him to leave his home, and he said, as you go, right, I'll reveal to you where you would go to. God favors you. Move forward. Here's a biblical truth. The Bible always teaches us that God gives us glimpses of his direction for our life to help us to be dependent on him alone. The whole reason why we don't get all the answers is because God wants to remind us that he is the one who answers. And the answers is not always in physical substances, but the answer is in him, the creator of the world. And what man has done, man has forsaken the creator for creation. And so creation got the glory versus the creator. And so it's just like saying, man, this Ford, what, Mustang, is it? Is sexy, right? I love this Ford Mustang. And Mr. Ford's over there said, bro, I don't want to build it. Hello. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. And what happened is idolatry, right? We see polytheism, right? The worship of multiple gods, especially in Hawaii, right? 40,000 gods. Oh, my goodness. Help us, Lord, right? The great high priest, Hebeheba of King Kamehameha the Great, said, I didn't even know 10 of them. And I was the high priest of King Kamehameha the Great. 40,000 gods. That's confusion for me. I'm already confused all alone. And God says, go, go. This brings up a great word, the doctrine word of faith. Say that word with me, faith. faith. And I want to remind you guys, the word faith is a, it's like a, it's, a it's, it's, it's known as a feminine word, meaning it's received, all right? The word faith is the Greek word pistis, and it means to be given. So faith helps you believe in the one who favors you, right? And the one who favors you gives you the faith to trust in him no matter what. Now, I don't speak up on here thinking that I got it all together. Oh, I screw up every week, all right? As a football coach, if you saw me on the sidelines, when I'm heated, like last night, and things aren't going my way, the way the running backs are, whatever the case is, but we had a great game, it don't matter, all the passion and adrenaline that's going through, I have to watch out and I have to realize, like, by faith, God, everything we've taught these players will come to pass. 
because we trust in you that you've given us the operation to teach, equip, and train, and that translates to the church. I believe our football program is the church. You guys know four years ago when we got involved in the program, you know, we were losing every year. We couldn't even get past round one, right? The only, the only teams that were winning in Division One was Oahu teams, right? And then last night, all right, 20 years later, not one Division One team outside Island has not, all right, not one. But listen to me. I believe, you know, God is more than about a football game. God is about his glory. God is about his renown. And this football program for the last year has been hearing that. I mean, the highlight of my coaching career was yesterday morning. 20, 25 uh, athletes, coaches, and students went in my small little hotel room, and we, we sung together, we prayed together, we had a devotional, we talked about the Sabbath, like who wants to talk about the Sabbath, right, and all that, but we talked about it, people were crying, people were rejoicing, people, it was an amazing picture where four years ago we wouldn't have a platform to do that. Why? Because God favors us. Like greater than a COA trophy, we've saw in the last four years seven football players enter the kingdom of God. Like, brah, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? That is good. That is great. And that's why God calls us to go. Now, let's flip the script a little, right? We, we see this now. This is not always true for every follower in the Bible. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Did he go to Nineveh automatically? No. But you best believe God's will still got accomplished. Can I get a witness, right? We, we see later on in the New Testament where God calls Peter to not deny him, but eventually he denies him three times. Peter learns from his lesson, right? So, so when God calls, we follow. We see a beautiful picture of God's favor over his people. And here's a biblical truth for us. God's plan will always come to pass. The question is, will you follow? Right? Will you follow? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, will you follow? Right, tell your other neighbor, the angel next to you, I guess. Angel, neighbor, will you follow? Right, will you follow? Because the reality is following Christ is not popular, but it is the right thing. Talking about Jesus is not popular, but it is the right thing. Standing up for truth is not popular, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to be a part. You know, here's three reasons why we don't follow God's call or plan. Number one, fear and loneliness. Man, I was comfortable. I was in the sticks of Tennessee, guys. My wife is a southern belle, right? She's from the Chevrolet, Tennessee, all right? And we lived in the sticks called Carthage, Tennessee. And we're comfortable. We had the beautiful southern brick house. Anything anybody see on the TV? Man, if you ever seen, some of you Hawaiians don't know what seasons are, right? I mean, in, in, in Tennessee, there's beautiful seasons that goes on. So the leaves, the colors change. It gets cold. In our neck of the woods, it will get down to single digits, get the fat boy clothes on, feel good and all that. Have to put, remember this, Kyle Marcus? We have to put concrete blocks in the back of our truck bed so that the black ice would not allow us to. Man, it was awesome. To, we were, were comfortable. We're gone for 12 years from the Hawaii. Well, I was from the Hawaiian Islands. And then God says, boy, go back home. Right? Go back home. Are you crazy? You know those Kanakas. They're crazy. Go back home. I said, man, I'm fearful, man. I don't, I don't like over there. 
I mean, you guys saw Shannon Connie over here, right? There's one eye brought up. Oh, I'm not going to scare you, Hawaiian. You know what I'm saying? It's all these, all, and, and the reality is fear. That's why we don't fall, right? Am I, am, am I telling the truth or not? We are, we're fearful. Why did Jonah not go to Nineveh? He was fearful. Assyrians? Are you crazy? That's the wine eyes of the, you know, days, you know, the Syrian days. Are you crazy? You know, no ways. Fear and loneliness. Planting churches, the number one reason why church planters fail is because they're lonely. A lot of these church planters go to different parts of the world like Abram, right? They spend their lives there, and maybe two, three years, they pow, because they're lonely. And that's why, like, when I think of the McBees, Kahu Marcus, and Sarah, you need to love them and encourage them and let them know that God favors them. For some of you who are not from the island, you need to know you're highly favored. <laughs> Here's number two. Another reason why we don't follow God's call. All right. <clears throat> We're too comfortable where we are, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I yelled a lot yesterday, right? Too comfortable where we are. I mean, that's the reality. Man, if you saw my holly in Tennessee, you'd be like, why did you ever leave? Right, it was, and, and Mahale was like four bedroom, one bathroom, full basement, and it was like $80,000. You come to Hawaii, and hey, nothing is $80,000. Maybe one little grass shack, Hawaiian, you know? Maybe, if that. And so we see that we become a little comfortable. But you ready for the last year? Are we cool? Are we cool in this room? We cool? Because this may soar a little bit. One of the reasons why we don't follow. God's call is we don't have fellowship with God. Where there's no fellowship with God, there's no intimacy with God. And we cannot live at all. The only thing we bring to this platform of grace is an intimate love relationship with the Lord Jesus. If there's any message you hear from any doctrines we teach in this church and all that, that you would value your intimate love relationship with the Lord Jesus. Let me tell you the purpose for your life today. Everybody has the same purpose. You know what that purpose is? No God. No God. You know what your daily purpose is? Spend time with God. Sometimes we don't follow God because none of that happens at all. And, and sometimes when you hear that, it hurts so much. I get it that you've not been spoken with truth for so long that your heart is hardened and you're, you're bitter. And let me tell you, when that is the case, I pray you remember these words, okay? Where there is truth, there is liberty. Like truth is in the tension, but something about tension that's unique. Tension can be loosened up. Let me tell you, there was tension. First play of the game yesterday. First kickoff. Damien had the audacity to play well and run all the way down for a 100-yard touchdown. And we're all like, you know, helo mode. Oh, Lord Jesus. You know what the helo boys do when something like that happens? The game is over. We're no, even there's three more quarters after this, it's over. You know, I'm like... Oh, poor old me, Lord. You know, Eeyore, right? Spirit and all that. 
That's the, that's the reality. But listen, faith, listen to me, faith can only operate when we are completely dependent on God. So when God calls us, he gives us faith to follow him. What a gift. What a blessing. What a barak, right? Because God is honored by this. He is glorified by faith. And he is satisfied when faith is lived out through our life. You with me? Hallelujah. Number two, when we follow God, he provides, right? Look at what he promised to Abram. He says, I will do this. I will do that. Now, when God says, I will, he's not speaking in might terms, you know. He's speaking in confidence. I will do this, right? In both verses 2 and 3, God tells Abraham that he will bless him, right? Which means that God will provide for you. God will take care of you. Our blessings are not so much in our provision as much as it is in our provider. Holy, ooh, that one right there made me want to do high knees right now, right? Our blessing, our barak, is not in our, listen to me, our provision as much as it is in our provider, the one who favors us, the one who favors you and me. He is the blessing. Our blessing is found in Christ alone. Our relationship with him. Ephesians 1, 11 to 14 talks about this blessing. Listen to me, because we can read this verse and get it mixed up. It says this in verse 11. It says, in Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance. What do you think an inheritance is? Starts with a B word, ends with a blessings. Blessings, hallelujah, all theologians in there, right? In him, we have obtained a blessing, having been predestined, According to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. He says the next two words again. In Jesus, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed, third time, in Jesus, were sealed with the promise Holy Spirit, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm sealed. I'm sealed. Right, it's like an envelope, right? Put the letter in the envelope, sealed, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, right? 14, who is the guarantee, right? All right, who is the guarantee? We're talking about the provider, the inheritor, right? Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory? So what he's talking about is this, you get Jesus. So, oh, I don't want more than that. No, all you need is he. I promise you. All you need is it. Some of you have gone through some relationships that are just tearing you up, and God is saying, I favor you, man. I favor you, Wahine. I favor you. You belong to me, and you know what? That's the best person you can belong to. That's our inheritance. That's our blessing, and we are sealed in that blessing. And guess who can open up that seal? The one who created it. The one who's it been signed to. It's been signed in him, in Christ, in Jesus. God provides for us. But following God means these three things. 
Number one, waiting on him. How many of you struggle with that? Can I get a witness in this room? Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's all be honest in this room. If you can be honest, it's with Ohana. Amen? Amen? How many of you struggle with patience? Now, I'm raising my hand not to just support you. I'm saying I struggle with patience, Hawaiian. Okay? I struggle with patience. Let's just talk because none of them are here today. Okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The sports managers. <laughs> Clear my throat a little bit. You guys know my responsibilities on the team, right? It goes beyond just coaching, yeah? Um, <clears throat> six of them. We usually only take two, right, to states. Six of them, Hawaiian. Five of them, sisters, right? Sisters, okay? Sisters, don't act like you're not drama, okay? All right? And one of them, one brother. And poor brother get picked on by all sisters, right? <laughs> Likewise, he gives the... You tell them one thing, they do the other thing, right? Parents, you know what I'm talking about, right? And not just because of your children, but you were children too at once, right? And it just, it's just the way it is, like that song says, right? And the reality is, sometimes maturity takes a long time. Right? God said, go make disciples. He didn't say it was going to be easy making disciples. He just said, go be faithful and make disciples. It'll be easy to say, oh, I give up on them. That's the easy thing to do, right, to give up. But to be honest, the right thing to do, hang in there. Why? Because you're favored. You're blessed. And what God did not mean for them, he meant for you and me to grow and to be discipled ourselves. How can you lead anyone else when you're not leading yourself? You got to lead yourself. A healthy leader leads a healthy group, right? And there's joy in that. When we follow God, he provides. But we got to wait on him. Number two, following God means we got to hear from him. And listen to me. If you're out there and you're saying, man, I'm not hearing from God, I would just encourage you to pick up your Bible there's 66 books that tell you to how you can hear from God. You know, I believe God can speak in dreams. God can speak in circumstances. God can be whatever it is. But it always lines up with the truth. It says, you know, don't take or add away from his word. Right? And everything you have must glorify God. Wait on him through prayer and fasting. Hear from him through daily devotionals. Time spent with God. And number three. Following God means moving with him. You know, that's a hard part. Like, like you guys have noticed the, the chemistry of Ohana Church has changed over the last four years. We don't have the same people we last started with. It, it, it turns around. People's needs changes. People's uh, calling changes. It's not always bad, but it's not always good. But following God, listen to me, is key. Because we cannot measure, listen to me, we cannot measure our lives just simply based on what's not going right. Because we probably need to experience some of those things to understand what is right. And the joy of God calling Abram to such a calling is that he waited, he heard, and he moved. He moved forward. 
Are you with me? Is that with you? Ho, mau, kau, kau. Number one, when God calls, we follow. Number two, when we follow God, he provides. And number three, when God provides, then we multiply. When God provides, we multiply. Why? Because God tells Abraham, listen to this. Oh, this is so, oh, no. He tells you this. And I will make of you a great nation. That's not the meat. Here's the meat. Because of that, I will bless you and make your name great. Listen to me. So that you will be a blessing. I got one who in here, right? God did not bless you to sit on it. God did not bless you to talk about it. God did not bless y'all, all all right, to sow your royal oats. God did not bless bless we, us together, Ohana, just to live richly on it alone. God has blessed us so that the nations of the earth may be blessed by us and they would see Christ through us. That's the message of the gospel. So the question is this. Why must we go? Why must we go? Why must we be salt and light to a world that does not deserve Jesus, right? First off, we don't deserve Jesus, okay? Second off, listen to me. Why we must go? Here's the answer. So that we may be a blessing. So that we may be a blessing. Look at the next verse. We see in greater detail God's favor on his people. Number three, he says, I will bless those who what? Bless you, right? And him who dishonors you, I will what? I will curse. And in you, Abram, who becomes Abraham. Abraham, in you, every family on the face of the earth shall be blessed. You know why you're blessed today? Because God promised Abraham that you would be blessed today. You know why America is blessed today? Because God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 that he will bless the nations of the earth through Abraham's ohana. You know why this world is blessed today? When we don't deserve God's blessing? Because God said so. And when God says something, he means it. And if he means it, he's going to do it. That's what God does. He's a good God. Right? Now, now, here's doctrinal words I want to remind you. There's, There's common grace, right? And there's uh, marvelous grace, so, so common grace means that every one of us has the commonality that God blesses us, but it has no ties to salvation. Does that make sense? But there's marvelous grace where God blesses us inner, inner, inwardly, right? And we can have a relationship with God through Jesus because he is good and he favors us, he barocks us, he's, he blesses us. Why? Because he's God. Here's the biblical truth. God provides for his people so that through us the nations would be blessed by God. You may be saying, oh, what's going to happen in North Korea? What's going to happen in South Asia where persecution is going on? Like, like, you may say something like this. Something needs to be done in North Korea. Something needs to be done in South Asia. Asia or in the 1040 longitude latitude area where there is persecution all over the world. Something needs to be done over there. My answer to that is you are the answer to that. There is no military branch for the Christian 
family. We don't have the Navy, the Marines, all that. You are it. You guys got it? Like, like you are it. How am I it? Some of you are coaches in here. Some of you are teachers in here. Some of you work for the government in here. Some of you, you know, just don't have a job, but you're in the community. You're involved in the community. You're it. You're it. You're on deck. You're the batter on deck. And you know what I love about Christianity? Nobody sits on the bench. Like, let me tell you, out of the 60 people that was on the, that was on the sideline yesterday, probably 25 played, right? Nobody sits. Nobody's on the bench in Christianity. Why? Because God has called you to be a blessing. God has called you to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. Simple story, right? You guys know about the U.S. border issues we have with immigration, right? Especially with the new president, we have blocked our immigration, the walls, because of the immigration issue. If as a nation, John Piper said this great, and I want, to, I want to share that with you from him. He says, if as a nation we will not let people into our nation, or we got to send them back to where they came from, then as followers of Jesus, we need to say that if you can't stay here, we will come to you. Japan is our unreached people group. 0.3% of Japanese people are believers in Jesus, right? 0.3%. So that's 99.7% that are without a relationship with Jesus. That is 127 million people without a relationship with Jesus. That if they die today, they would spend eternity separated from Jesus in a place we call hell. And we, God is not happy with that. We're not happy with that. And so we believe that God has given us the platform, right, to be a blessing to that nation, I was just talking to our first partners in Osaka, uh, Mustard Seed Church, and they were telling me that, you know, you guys, if you guys know the story, it took them three years to, to see one Japanese person come to know Jesus and be baptized. Well, well, today, they're having, like, full capacity in their rooms. They got to go to a second service because the gospel is advancing in Osaka, Japan. You know, bruh, that's some stuff that I get excited about and I get pumped up about. Because we can, we can do church like this all day long and never make a dent in the kingdom. Are you with me? And so I would encourage you that, I would encourage you in the next three years, as, as you look for a home church for some of you, make Ohana Church your home. Let's reach the nations of the earth for Christ. And let's, let's move beyond what's wrong with everybody else. And, and let's point the finger... To, to us, what's wrong with me, Lord? Change my perspective, change my heart, change my mind, that I may know you and you alone, and I can love people the way you love us unconditionally. I want you to just wrap your thoughts around that. And as we finish our series, I want to remind you up on the screen our passage, because this is what will happen. Here's the end goal when we go. Right? It says it this way. And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Help me out. And then the what? And will come. Why do we have to go? So that can be accomplished right there. So that the end will come. Right? That's why we got to go. It's not the job just of the pastor that gets paid by the church to do the job for God, right? 
In fact, it's not even my job that I'm doing it. It's him doing it through us. Look, I didn't start nothing. I inherited a work. I didn't start Ohana Church. Ohana Church was all <coughs> already here. You were, how many of you were here in Hawaii four years ago? Most of you, right? You were already Ohana Church. I didn't even know that. I didn't know it was going to have 11 different languages spoken in this church. All right, 12 if you count pigeon, right? I never know that. Yeah? And maybe 13 if you, some of you, like my wife, redneck, you know, and all that. Or Kahoo Marcus, right? Kaho Marcus comes, meets Uncle Bob on one Hawaiian kanaka, and they're talking to each other, and I have to interpret for both of them. That's sad. But now they're like the best friends, you know, they're best buddies. And, and that's the joy of the gospel. When we go, we experience cool transitions and context and culture and food. Can I get a witness, right? We, we, we experience that, and when we experience that, we can see people on the football team come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and win a state championship when 20 years no other island but Oahu teams have won state championships. And look, it's not about the championship. It's about what the gospel does in the city of Hilo when God calls us to a city. Right? God did not call us to a church. Right? We are the church. God's called us to the cities of the earth. And today, because of your work, we planted over eight churches all over the world because God is doing something in you, the body of Christ we call Ohana, because God is not done yet. God is on the move. He favors those he's elected, those he's chosen to be his. And because we belong to him, everything's going to be all right. Even if my NFL team loses today, which they probably will, God is still good. There is joy in that. So, so why is this so important? Because as we gather together, as we grow together, as we go together, the nations of the earth will know Jesus as Lord of all. Knowing God, knowing Jesus equals eternal life. And that's where we want to be with those that come in contact with God's ohana, to the glory of his name, to the glory of his fame forever and ever and ever because God God said, go. And so as we wrap up our talk tonight, today, oh, tonight, I feel like tonight because I sleep at 2 o'clock this morning. As we wrap up, would you just bow your head and Brother Brian's going to minister us in song. And I want to respond to, as we close our time together, to a time of the Lord's Supper. And would you bow your head and close your eyes at this time? And as Brother Brian ministered to us in song, I want you to check your heart. I want you to check your heart. See if there's anything that's separating you from fellowship with God. Lying, stealing, cheating, gossiping, fornication, whatever the case is. What's separating you from fellowship with God today? And this is what I want you to do because before we take the Lord's Supper, I want your heart to be porno. I want you to be ma with God today, okay? If there's anything in your heart that you want to confess, just in your heart, you don't have to say it out loud, but just to the Lord. Lord, rescue me from this. Confess it in this next few seconds so that we can partake of 
believers Lord's Supper the way God's intended it for us to be because the reality is the Bible is trustworthy where he says that if somebody takes the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner cursed be that individual but there's hope there's hope that just where you are you can confess to Jesus that he's good So in the quietness of this time, as Brian ministers to us with this song, you can respond two ways. Confession of sin where you are, between you and God.